Welcome to Don't IEP Alone, the only podcast dedicated to helping parents navigate the IEP process and hosted by a special education advocate. Your host has been attending IEP meetings for over a decade and has helped thousands of parents go from an IEP rookie to an IEP all-star. Be prepared to learn tips that will be a total game changer for you as a parent advocate and most importantly, your child's outcomes. Partnered with the award-winning Lock a Day in Our Shoes, you'll be confident, knowledgeable, and actually looking forward to your next IEP meeting. Don't IEP alone. Get ready. Here's your host, from suburban Philadelphia, Lisa Leitner. Hey, everyone. How is everyone doing today? Today, I want to jump right into it. Um, I try to keep these podcasts to around 20 minutes, 15 to 20 minutes, because I've been told that is the average commute time, and a lot of people listen during commuting. Um, so I think this might even be a two-parter. Depends on how, how far off I go. But I'm telling you, if I lived in a cave or if I was, had circadian rhythm disorder, which means you, know, you have trouble discerning between day and night and your schedule, internal clock, it's all mixed up and all that. If I lived in a cave and didn't know what day it was and only had my Facebook group and Facebook page and blog to tell me what day it was, I would always be able to tell you when it's spring and the holidays because in spring is when my inbox and voicemail and everything else just explodes with discipline issues and it's happening again. So I know that it is springtime. I know that we are nearing the end of the school year because I am getting so many calls and emails about suspensions. I talked one day last week about you were you being called to come get your child and all that. But let's take that next step into um your child has actually been suspended and they're they're calling it a suspension and perhaps it's not even the first or second or third day of suspension. It might be several. So first of all, there are zero studies out there. Zero. Let me repeat that. Zero, zero, zero. None. Nada. Nothing. Nil. There are zero studies out there that show that an out-of-school suspension benefits a child in any way. And by that, I mean behaviorally, academically, and so on. It may benefit them in that they don't have to go to school that day and they're just thrilled because school is already tough for them. They already struggle. They feel like no one understands them. Nobody's listening to them. They have trouble communicating, so they act out and they get suspended. Hooray! I've escaped this situation. I get to stay home for a few days and not deal with this. Okay, but suspensions are punitive in nature. That's it. Punitive. There's no other value in a suspension besides punishment. It's also a form of seclusion. 
because that child is staying at home while his or her peers are at school and the school year and the school day is going on without them. We also, as parents, and you know you do this, we all do it, you, you know, when you were in junior high or high school, so I grew up in the 70s and 80s, and I don't think I've ever heard of, I mean, when I was a kid, I don't think elementary kids ever got suspended, and now kids as young as preschool are getting suspended, which is just so tragic. I mean, it it just really... If that's not a statement on our society, I don't know what is. Um, But in the 80s, you know, nobody really got suspended until we were in high school. And even then it was, you know, the quote unquote bad kids, right? And you didn't want to hang around the bad kids or your parents encouraged you to not hang around the bad kids who got suspended. There's a social stigma attached to it. So it's punitive It's socially destructive to your child. It's a form of seclusion. There are no benefits. There's no upside of suspending a child. That's my point here. Okay? Some states have passed legislation that have said that you cannot suspend a child until they're at least seven or eight or whatever grade. Um, It's definitely a move in the right direction. I don't think it's enough. But it's a move in the right direction. Okay. We know nationwide about 15% of kids have an IEP. That's about the nationwide average. Of course, if you live in Texas, they were what? Trying to keep it under 9% or something like that illegally. Um, Poor Texas. Really feel bad for any kid who lives there. Talk about a systemic issue. Um... And really, and this is why when people go, oh, you love Obama, you love Obama. You know what? Shame on him. That all happened under his watch and his his education secretary watch. Yes, I liked Obama. I voted for him twice. But damn it, he should have done more for public education and special education. Okay? It's one of the biggest states in the country, and they were getting away with that. Who was minding the the shop? No one, obviously. But anyway. Um, we know that 20, about 15 to 20% of kids have an IEP. But we also know that kids with IEPs have a very disproportionately high rate of suspensions. So while our kids may only make up 15% of the population, they often make up 30% or more of the kids who are suspended from school. So we know that they're being suspended at disproportionately high rates. I read an article a while back that um, there were a couple of school districts in Virginia where if you, if a child was black and had a disability, they had basically a 90% chance of being suspended from school. In some districts, if you're a minority and you have an IEP, those kids often make up as much as 75% of the kids who are suspended. So no, it's not just you. If you're a mom, 
to one of those kids listening to me right now and you're thinking this doesn't feel right no it's not right and it's not your imagination the data is there to tell us that this is going on we know it's going on okay our kids are suspended from school at rates that are disproportionate to their segment in society However, I hope it doesn't get to that, but there are some things you can do. Just like when, if you're, if you're called to come get your child and they're not calling it a suspension, but let's say it is their first suspension, ask for a manifestation hearing, ask for an FBA, ask to revisit the behavior plan and do all of this in writing. They don't have to give you one. Um, a suspension is not considered a change in placement requiring a manifestation hearing until 10 days consecutive or 15 days cumulative. It may vary by your state. That's, that's kind of the general guideline. Um, and Pennsylvania has this really weird rule. That if your child has an intellectual disability, even a one-day suspension is considered a placement change and requires a manifestation hearing. But that is only Pennsylvania. Um, But anyway, request it. It starts your paper trail that you are trying to solve this problem with supports rather than punishment. And come to the table with solutions. Kids understand, you know, all behavior tells you something. So whatever the behavior is that got them the suspension, there's some message behind that behavior. And that's what a good FBA does for you. It, it, it tells you what the antecedents are to that behavior. But, you know, behavior, antecedent behavior, consequence... If the antecedent was that they wanted to escape, then the consequence was that they were rewarded because they get to escape. They get to stay home. School is hard for me. And if I do this, they let me stay home. So I'm going to keep doing this because I hate school. It's hard for me. I get bullied. I can't read. Okay. Um, I will go over in the next podcast, I'm going to go over manifestation hearings and what to expect and how to prepare for one. But at this stage of the game, if you're not at a manifestation hearing yet, at least ask for one. You know, and you can word it like that in your email. Hey, I'm very concerned about this. I would like to request a manifestation hearing. I would like to request that the team get together and discuss his FBA and determine if a new FBA is warranted. Can we discuss the behavior plan? Maybe revise it. Maybe the child doesn't even have an FBA and behavior plan. 
then you definitely request one because obviously the child has behaviors that are interfering with their ability to access their education. You can't access your education when you're sitting at home. Okay. It just, it really upsets me. It just puts kids further behind. You know, if your child already has a gap between him and his age peers and school's hard for him, you know, staying home just makes it harder. That's just all that much more material that the child has missed out on. Okay, ask for the homework. They are required to, to give that to you. Okay. Um, what else? I, don't, I just don't want to get into manifestation hearings yet because I can talk about them for a while. Um, if your child is being suspended and they do not have an IEP, this is one that happens, but you've been perhaps asking for one, um, you definitely want to read my post on child find. Because this is also why you want to request a behavior plan or an FBA, a behavior plan. Because child find requires that schools identify kids who need special education. They're required to. And there's that they known or should have known. So if you're constantly emailing them, asking for evaluations, asking for an FBA, and they keep declining to do that, but yet they're happily suspending your child, that's kind of, that fits into that should have known piece. And if you get to that point, um, you should probably reach out to an attorney because you're, you're likely do some comp ed in that case. It's just this trend. It's the school to prison pipeline trend. And there are some districts in my county who have these kids pegged, you know, and I say your seat, your child's seat on that school to prison pipeline is reserved and they've got him on it. It's, it just becomes this self-fulfilling prophecy where your child's a discipline problem, blah, blah, blah. And then they get to 16, 17 years old and they just want to quit. Why not? They're getting suspended all the time anyway. They can't read. They're failing. They quit. There is a correlation between kids who get suspended and kids who end up in prison. More than 50% of our prison population is illiterate. They can't read. Okay, if you're driving in your car and you have a kindergartner who's been suspended... Please don't panic. Please don't have like an anxiety attack. Be like, oh my God, I'm going to crash. Because you can fix this. You can turn it around. The earlier, the better. But you have to be proactive and you just have to stay on top of it. Once your child gets that label, they just, they just get that label. You know, and, and trauma and trauma-informed education 
if your child has experienced trauma and for, for little kids, a trauma can be, you know, a death of, of a family member. Um, it can be witnessing something. It can be witnessing domestic abuse. If your child's experienced trauma, you really, really need to look into that. Because the good news is everything we know about trauma-informed education is that trauma can be healed. The problem is that we just don't try to heal it. We, don't, we just expect kids to get over it. And I know this from firsthand experience. I know it was the 1970s and things were different then. But my mom died in the 1970s when I was in fourth grade. Nobody did anything for me. Yeah, we cried. People hugged me. Oh, how sad this is. Yeah, we went to the funeral. And that's it. And I was just expected to get over it. I had some very difficult tween and teen years and I look back now and I spent a lot of time as I grew out of it I was so shameful of how I acted and I thought because I was a bully I was a mean girl I was a bully I made a lot of just bad decisions and I was then I spent a lot of my young adulthood being ashamed of that once I grew past that and those bad decisions and bullying So then you have this, this internal struggle because you're just, it, it, it hurts your self-esteem when you realize that you've hurt other people. But then, you know, I look back now and I think I had suffered such a trauma and nobody did anything. And I just try to write it off as, you know, it was the 70s and that's just how people were. But we know better now. It's not the 70s anymore. We are well into the 21st century. We know better. And when you know better, you do better. We know that we can help kids heal from trauma and they can go on to become quite productive members of society. We just have to help them heal. Help them heal and the behavior will stop. And when the behaviors stop, the trauma, or not the trauma, when the behavior stops, the suspensions will stop. Because there are some entire communities that have experienced trauma. There's just so much ongoing violence, poverty in their community that it's just an ongoing traumatic experience for those kids. So, suspensions. Just please actively engage in the process. Stay on top of it. Keep your paper trail. Keep your requests going. Read your procedural safeguards. Discipline procedures for kids with IEPs is in procedural safeguards. If you don't have a copy handy, just get online and um, Google IEP procedural safeguards in your state, and and you'll get a di- you'll you'll come across a digital copy somewhere. Okay, because it, it explains it in there. I find a lot of parents, you know I've lectured you on this before. You all don't read your procedural safeguards. If your child is being suspended, you need to read them. And you need to read them over and over and over. Okay. So. Maybe someday, once I get past manifestation hearings, maybe should I, read, should I talk about something happier? Is there something happy to talk about with IEPs? 
I'll think of something. Okay. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time to talk about part two, which will be manifestation hearings. Thanks for listening to the Don't IEP Alone podcast. No parent should have to IEP alone. And with a day in our shoes, you don't have to. For more IEP assistance and letter templates, visit adayinourshoes.com. For ongoing assistance and support, follow our Facebook page and group. Wait.